Now, today, we're about to begin the fifth, starting at Hamishi, in Pashas Emor. Again, continuing with the Moadim, with the holidays, with the Yomim Tov and the Chagim. We studied already, in quite some detail, about Shabbos, about Pesach, about Omer, and about uh, Shavuos. Now, we move on to Rosh Hashanah. It's interesting that so very little <coughs> is said in the Torah about Rosh Hashanah. But here is what is said. God told Moshe to speak to the Jewish people and tell them. On the seventh month, the first of the month. Seventh month is Tishrei, if we begin with Nisan. That first day of the month, shall be for you a day of rest. Notice, not Shabbos Shaboson, just Shaboson. So it's not quite the same as Shabbos, and as we will see, not quite the same as Yom Kippur. It's closer to Pesach and Shavuos in its status. Zichron Teruah Mikro Kodesh. On that day, there is to be a memory of the sounding of the shofar. A day of Mikro Kodesh. So we have now that this Yom Tif, this day of Rosh Hashanah, has in common with Pesach and Shavuos that it is a Mikro Kodesh. It's a day to get together, come to shul, say hello to the Ribbon Shalom, uh, uh, wear nice new clothing, uh, enjoy a festive meal, etc. Mikro Kodesh. But it also has this addition of Zichron Trua. That's the mitzvah of Shofar. The whole mitzvah of Shofar is alluded to in these two words. Now, obviously, there are other psukim that add a little bit more to the concept. But this is Zichron Trua. And of course, Rashi says, here is the basis for two of the three components of the special davening on Rosh Hashanah. Zichronos, memory, remembering, and shofros, sounding the shofar. On this day, you are like Pesach, like Shavuos, you can't do a Malechas Avoda, you can't do even a Dover Ovet, even the type of work which, if you don't do it, you're going to lose money. You can't do it. Not Kol Malacha, not quite like Shabbos, because as we know, though we won't study it here, there is, um, don't study it here today, one can cook on Rosh Hashanah as one can on Pesach and Shavuos, things which are Ochel Nefesh, but Meleches Avodah, to go so far as to say that you can do that type of work, which if you didn't do it, you would lose money, that's not for Rosh Hashanah. And you bring the various korbanos, Rashi says again, like by Pesach, this is just an allusion to those korbanos which are spelled out in detail, not here, but in Parshas Pinchas. That's all the Torah has to say about Rosh Hashanah. It does not speak of it openly as a Yom Hadin, etc., although, of course, Chazal, the Mephorshim, elaborate on the special nature of Rosh Hashanah. But now we move on to Yom Kippur. God spoke to Moshe and said, Ach. Now for Rashi, this Ach means but, meaning there's a special but here. Ach be'osor la'chodesh ha'shvi'i 
on the tenth day of this seventh month, on the tenth day of Tishrei, Yom HaKippurim Hu, it is a day of forgiveness, a day of atonement. It is a day that God forgives us. So Rashi says, that's the but. Ach, but, meaning it's a day of forgiveness for those people who on that day take it seriously and repent and do tshuva. But if a person does not do tshuva, it just depends upon the magic of Yom Kippur to bring about forgiveness for him, it's not going to work. That's the meaning here for Rashi of the Ach. The, uh, there are other Mephoshim, the Ibn Ezra, for example, who says that the Ach here is to single out Yom Kippur as a very different day from the other days we're discussing here. The other days are all called Mikroi Kodesh. And Mikroi Kodesh involves all sorts of things, including eating and drinking. However, ach, but on this day, it's a Mikra Kodesh, all right, and we'll see what that might mean in a moment. It's a Mikra Kodesh, but it's not a day for eating. As the Pesach continues, Mikra Kodesh Elohim. It is a day of assembly, a day of conv- holy convocation. But you must afflict, you must pain yourselves, meaning you must fast. And you must bring korbonos. Here, the korbonos are not gone into in detail. Those details were already in Parshas Achremos. We'll have them again in Parshas Pinchos, but not here. Here, general. You bring korbonos. Now, in many Chumoshim, in Posuklamid Hay, which is already speaking about Sukkos, there's a comment in Rashi which goes under the heading Mikra Kodesh. Many Mephoshim, including the Mizrochi, the maybe the perhaps the chief of the commentaries on Rashi, says that that is out of place. It's an error, an error perhaps of the printer or whatever. And that posuk, that Rashi, which many of us have in posuk Lamed Hay, belongs here in posuk Chof Zion. Because Rashi explains Mikra Kodesh on Yom Kippur. Mikra Kodesh does not mean to eat, because there's no festive meal. In fact, it's supposed to fast. So what does it mean? Kadshehu bichsus nekiya ubatfila. It means we're a nice new garment, a nice clean garment, special clothing, and prayer, and davening. That's the Mikra Kodesh. All the Yamim Tovim, the Mikra Kodesh, includes new clothing and prayer, but also includes Ma'achal also includes eating and drinking. To continue with Yom Kippur, the Pasuk says in Pasuk Chofches, that v'chol melacha lo so you should not do any melacha. Notice, it doesn't say meleches avoda, it says kol melacha lo so you can't do any type of work. Be'etzem hayom hazeh, on this very day of Yom Kippur. Ki Yom Kippurim hu, it's a day of forgiveness. L'chaper aleichem, to bring about forgiveness for you, l'fnei Hashem alokeichem, before God. And strict consequences. Anyone who does not fast that day, will be cut off from its nation. Any person who does work on this day, also the punishment is kores. I will cause this life to be lost from among its people.
And Rashi here says that although in Pasuk Chavtes the consequence is described as cutting off, and here it's described as God going into action and making sure this soul is lost, it's really both the same thing. That here the Torah tells us that Kores, cutting off, equals avadon, equals abandonment, loss, disappearing. The Pasuk continues. Again, you should not do any work. And Rashi wonders, we already saw previously in Pasuk Chavches and, now, and in Pasuk Lamed that one should not do work. Pasuk Chavches says don't do any work. Pasuk Lamed it says if you do work this will be the punishment. Why again in Pasuk Lamed Aleph do we say again do no work. So Rashi offers two interpretations. One is to say there are two prohibitions that you violate if you work on Yom Kippur. Or, says Rashi, since previously, back in Pesach Ches, it says don't do any work, on this day, so you might think it's during the daytime that I cannot do any work. But the night, kol nidre night, I can do work. So the Torah emphasizes again in Pesach Lamed Aleph, kol malach so you can't do any work even during the night of Yom Kippur. This is a law for all times and all places. Shabbat Shabboson Hulochem. Unlike Pesach, which is called Shabbos, Yom Kippur is compared only to Shabbos Kodesh, only to Saturday, to Shabbos Bereshis, and being called Shabbos Shabboson, the extreme, the Shabbos of Shabbos, the Sabbaths of Sabbaths. And that day you must fast, beginning beginning on the ninth day toward evening. One should add, according to Chazal, a few moments onto the day, not just stop fasting with sunset, but stop fasting somewhat earlier than sunset. From evening of the ninth day until evening of the tenth day, you should celebrate your Shabbos, meaning your Yom Kippur. And of course, we know what Chazal say here, that the stress of the Posuk, ninth day, is to tell you that he who eats on the ninth day of Tishrei, on Erev Yom Kippur, receives credit, so to speak. It's, he is considered as if he had fasted on Yom Kippur. It's a mitzvah to eat Erev Yom Kippur, um, almost as much as it's a mitzvah to fast on Yom Kippur itself. And so we have finished Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. We finished Chamishi to Shishi. And tomorrow we will go ahead and study Shishi. This is the end of Chamishi to Shishi.